When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Activate. That's the nothing personal word of the day for Monday, December 18th, 2023. We are one week away from Christmas Day. This is it. If you have kids in school, it's the final week. If you have business where you close down for the holidays, this is the shortest holiday break because of the way the holidays line up with Christmas and New Year's Day always being a week apart. Activate, as in Aaron Rodgers. Yes, the New York Jets are back leading off because they stink. Anyone who's playing quarterback behind that offensive line needs extra padding in the helmet, extra pads on the tuchus, and an ambulance waiting. Zach Wilson got absolutely demolished. The Jets got eliminated from the playoffs, got themselves blown out by the Dolphins, who are making a living out of beating bad teams most of the time. The Jets now have gone 13 years without making the playoffs, which is the longest streak in all four male North American sports. The Jets have the record. The feudal Jets, all those Jets fans, J-E-T-S, Stu Gotts is in the fetal position, sucking his thumb, saying to himself, is it ever gonna get better? But there's a kernel of hope, a light at the end of the tunnel. And he's the guy rolling his eyes, shaking his head with the headphone on, standing on the sideline, and his name is Aaron Rodgers. And just so Jets fans can be completely bait and switched away from the absolute dumpster fire that is this season, word comes your main man is ready to roll. Hoping that they're in the playoffs, hoping they have a chance for the playoffs, he wants to be the person who comes back the fastest ever from a torn Achilles tendon. There's a deadline of Wednesday to activate him. The NFL rules state when a guy does that and then he's ready and then he's been on this list and he's gonna come off this list, there's a certain number of days that he can be on the interim list before he's gotta get activated. That deadline, do you hear the storm in the background? I'm in New York and windows are blowing in, wind is blowing, rain is pelting. How good are these microphones? Do you hear the It's very distracting and it's making my tummy hurt. So the rules are that by Wednesday, the Jets have to make a decision. So they go into Sunday's game against the Dolphins, and it's the usual. Hey, let's wait. Let's see. See how we play. See if we can win and keep our chances alive. <laughs> chances perished. They have a 0% chance. Actually, just straight out eliminated. So now what do the Jets do? So I'd like to take you inside a conversation that I've had 
scores of times with injured players. Now you have to categorize the injured players in my experience. There's injured players who are in the middle of a long-term contract. There's injured players who are at the end of a long-term contract. There's injured players who are without a long-term contract. Those are the three types. You don't have, you just got, or you're about to finish one. You go in and sit with the player who's been out with injury, whether it's a shoulder impingement, whether it's some tendonitis, whether it's a little flexor flex, a little hammy situation, don't forget a little oblique, maybe a groin, a knee, a turf toe, you know, the huge. You bring the player in because every day you get an email from the trainer that has a list of every one of your players who's on the injured list and where they are in their recovery. It'll say the name, the injury, on list since blank, day blank on the list, progress today blank, time left, and here's the caveat, approximately blank. Or cleared to swing, cleared to run, cleared to run half. I don't mean a half marathon, like halfway. Cleared for all baseball activities, cleared for some baseball activities. Cleared for contact. That's a good one in football. Cleared to get your ass kicked because you have no offensive line. Never seen that one before, but I wonder whether that's in the Jets injury report. So you go in, you talk to the player, and you say, all right, how you feeling? I always like starting conversations with that. It's so dumb. I've got the printout. I know how you're feeling, but I'm trying to see whether you're lying, like we're playing poker. Hey, how you feeling? And then I'm waiting for the player to tell me what's written in the report. Because if the player tells me something that's not written in the report, then I get to say to the player, quick question. What I'm reading here, is this false? Or what are you telling me, is that false? And then if the guy says, the player says, no, no, what I'm telling you now is true. Hold on one second, bring in the trainer. Quick question for you, why'd you write that? Well, that's because that's exactly what he said to me yesterday. Ah, a player saying something different to different members of a staff. Well, that's never happened before. I was trying to think of, I went downstairs, Coca. Can you imagine? Hey, what'd you do this weekend? I went downstairs and I looked at all the team photos. I've hung up team photos from every year I was in the game. I can't name all the players anymore, but there's an index at the bottom, which helps. And I was going through trying to identify when there was a player who we had, who was anything like an Aaron Rodgers. And I don't mean in terms of Hall of Fame, I don't mean in terms of Super Bowls or World Series championships. I mean just in terms of ego, maniacal, looney tune when it comes to science and all the other things and whether or not I've had a conversation with a player like that about coming back from an injury. I couldn't come up with one. So I was thinking in my head how I would handle this conversation were I to be the New York Jets when Aaron Rodgers wants to be activated because he wants to be known that his doctors are right, his way of recuperating is right. And by the way, I'm gonna file a little intellectual property, maybe a little copyright, maybe a little patent on the machine I used and then a copyright on the mentality that I have that I can come back so fast. And he's gonna say this to the Jets. The owner's not gonna pay attention to the coach because I think Sal is on his last legs. Maybe Douglas. Maybe Woody Johnson's just gonna talk to his brother, talk to his friends, talk to his family, and say, what do you think? Do we give Rodgers this ego win? Let him play in a meaningless game? 
well, what happens if he gets hurt and then misses next season when you're paying him for another season not to play? Well, that'd be bad. We got to break our streak. We got to make the playoffs. We have such a great team. Well, we were supposed to, and our defense is amazing. They only gave up 30. It's not 70. They gave up 30, the Dolphins. Our offense needs help, but man, we're just injured. Let's go get some offensive linemen. We'll be good. The owner of the Jets needs to be asking, needs to be asking a very simple question. Give me, and you do this when you have meetings with people who are trying to pitch you on what they want to do in your company, and they sometimes oppose each other. Pitch me, how does this help our team? Come on, sales department, Aaron Rodgers on the field, more people at the game, more national TV games, raise our prices more coming off this year because we know Aaron's ready to go. Can you quantify that? All right, football guys, how can he help the team? Showing that you work hard when you're injured, work your tushy off, come back early, set an example. All right, that's good, that's good. All right, marketing guys, can we do anything with Aaron that we're not doing now because he's activated on the field? No, all right, out of the room. Finance guys, anything for this year? Any benefit of all? Can he possibly catch Otani in the jersey sales? No, all right, out of here. Then everybody leaves and as the president of a company, you're alone. You sit at your desk, you twirl around, you fiddle, play around with stuff and you have to make a decision. Because all the people on Twitter and all the people in the media and all the other players and agents and people in the league and all your friends and family and Romans and countrymen, at the end of the day, you've got to make the decision. If you are the owner of the Jets and you play Aaron Rodgers, you are foolish. There is no way to sugarcoat it. You recognize that you are Part of your job is to protect people from themselves. You've got to protect Rogers from himself. But what can we do? What can we do to maybe give him positive vibes about this crappy season? All right, here's the plan. We've got the sixth pick in the draft right now. We really don't want to win any more games. So this is what we're going to do. We are going to activate Aaron Rodgers by Wednesday. He then will get to tell all of his girlfriends and all the people and his agent and Pat McAfee that he is back. But then you're never gonna let him take a snap. Wait till next year. And maybe he'll even play a preseason game. <gasps> that would be crazy. So Coca, an official wait to see. Aaron Rodgers is activated by the Jets, but doesn't play a snap in the 2023 season. This weekend was full of meetings between owners, GMs, coaches, players. This is the time of year where there's maybe three games left. Delusion is out the door. We were supposed to be good, but we stink. We were supposed to stink, but we're good. Whatever it is, we are where we are and we're here. Could teams win three in a row and sneak in from a five and nine record, go to eight and nine if there's a total collapse? Is there a chance that the Bills could win and not the Dolphins and the FCs? There's still things that could happen. But if you are on the stinky side, you're there. And owners have a particular problem when it comes to their ego, which is why they should never read comments. It's why they should never read Twitter. It's why they should never read clippings. 
clippings are what owners and presidents and GMs get from the PR department before, even with the internet, you have somebody clip all the articles and then show them to you. Tell me what the Twitter comments are when we tweeted Jets eliminated. Are people happy? So I was not shocked, especially because Coca told me it was going to happen. Coca gave me the list of the four coaches who were going to be blown out this season, and he's nailed it. Josh McDaniels, Raiders, one for one. Frank Reich, Panthers, two for two. Brandon Staley, Chargers, three for three. The Chargers got completely embarrassed on Thursday night. We talked about it Friday. No sooner than our show stopped taping that Dean Spanos, the owner and chairman of the board, wanted to make sure you knew that he knew that this is unacceptable. He wants the fans to realize, I've got you. I'm paying attention. His statement was classic. Google statement when firing coach midseason of a team that stinks. What do I say? Let's start with the thank you. And he blew out his GM and his coach, by the way. That's always positive. Blow them all out. You're not going to fire yourself. It's everybody's fault. I want to thank Tom and Brandon, GM and coach, for their hard work, dedication, and professionalism. And here's the second part of sentence one. That is total horse hockey on a t-shirt, davidsampsonpodcast.com. I wish both them and their great families nothing but the best. I'm getting a little tired of statements that talk about how great the families are of the people you're firing. Are the people who you hire, do they have great families? You barely even know them. When you fire them, what, do you spend a lot of time with the kids, with the spouse? You're sure they have great families? Does it matter? Is that important to put in the statement to show that you're a good human being? You're all about emotion and love and rationality and family. You don't wish the great family nothing but the best. You want them out of there so fast because you're embarrassed. You lost a game 63 to 21. You can't stand to look at them anymore. By the time people get fired by owners, they don't even want to meet with them anymore. Can't stand it. But he wants you to know, Dean Spanos, the owner, he wants you to be very clear that these decisions are never easy, nor are they something I take lightly especially when you consider the number of people they impact. Wow, do we have a John Stewart Mill utilitarian? All of a sudden there's an owner who's thinking about the ripple effect of a firing. Oh, that could impact the coordinators and the coach and the families. Might they have to switch schools? I wonder what their rent or house sales situation is. What's the market where they live? Can they sell? Would you give me a small break? So Dean Spanos is in LA with a team and a quarterback that was supposed to be good that is not good. Brandon Staley's the guy who took the podium after the loss and said, we're good. I believe in myself. You gonna be coaching tomorrow? Don't know, but I should be. I like that. I like the fight. I like the vinegar. I wonder what he's doing right now. I'll tell you what he's not doing, a game plan. So despite me not loving the statement from Spanos, it's still one step ahead of the newbie Josh Harris. And I call him a newbie and I should because he owns a bunch of teams. 
Newbies should be. That's like saying David Tepper's a newbie. No. Or David Blitzer. A newbie is someone, Steve Ballmer, that was a newbie. You come from Microsoft, you write a check, all of a sudden you're running a team on a Tuesday when on Monday you were just sort of looking, hey, my shares went up. While Josh Harris is the new owner of the Washington Commanders, he's not a new owner. But something's going on in Washington, A, that would make Coca go four for four in terms of who's gonna get fired, B, on nothing personal, we told you this was gonna happen. Ron Rivera has zero chance of coaching the Commanders next year, zero. There is not a scenario. Oh, they only lost 28-20 this week. Oh, he's back, we're good. Nope. Hey, we won our last three games, way to go. We're good. Nope. There is zero chance. I don't mean 1%, it's zero. So when you know you're firing your coach, there's two ways you can go. You can go with the old mid-season leakage. Looks like the commanders are gonna move on from Ron Rivera at the end of the season. That's one way to go. Or you can go the Chargers way, or the Raiders way, or the Panthers way, and blow them out right now. Given the leak that came out and where Josh Harris is spending so much money on that dump FedEx field, putting good money after bad, waiting to see where a deal's gonna be, figuring out how much money Ted Leonsis got from Northern Virginia, figuring out where he's gonna get the best deal because he is in for six and a half large with his other partners. You got magic in his left ear, get that public financing, I'll send out some tweets. Rivera is 26, 36 and one in four seasons in Washington. He could be 26-37-1 now that he lost. He's 4-10 this year. Everybody in the building, according to the Athletics' Diana Rossini, is aware that Ron Rivera and some mem other members are going to be fired. So here is my question. Why not now? Who's advising Josh Harris on this issue? If you wanna just do the leak, the reason why I don't suggest that in week 15 is you're so close to the end. If you lose your first three in a row and you wanna get a message down to the clubhouse, you get a leak in that, hey, Ron Rivera may not make it through the season, you still have time to turn around the season. Maybe he will take his anger, frustration, and lack of support and pour it into the game plan and those players want Ron Rivera to stay, whatever, so they'll play really hard for him. They'll run crisp routes. They won't miss tackles. But in week 15, you're gonna go the leak route? For what purpose? To see if he can have a good couple games? To change your mind? Josh Harris knows that his mind is not going to be changed. So for anyone who's coming into the commander's organization, I, can I just, Coca, bring you into my brain? I like doing that with the audience. I was about to say, Redskins, and then I was about to say Indians, and then I was about to say Guardians. I went through all three of those things before Commanders came out of my brain, which is showing you my mouth is still behind my brain, which you want it to happen that way, because that's how you make fewer mistakes. But that said, I had that moment just now, Coca, at 819 Eastern Live on Nothing Personal with David Sampson on a Monday morning. Not bad, normally I, have a little more of a 
delay between brain and mouth. What were we talking about? <laughs> that is so true. It just happened. NFL coaching carousel continues to spin. Thank God for those lowers. If you're not watching on YouTube, then you have no idea what I'm talking about. But Coco puts lowers on the video that we do of this. So that's what we're talking about. So Josh Harris is going to fire Ron Rivera. I believe he should fire him today. Though, if he is the one who did the leak saying he's going to be fired, then that means he's not going to get fired till the end of the season. If it's Rivera's agent or some players, the leaks could come from someone else in the front office, maybe the GM, the team president, all sorts of possibilities. But we'll know for sure which direction the leak came from depending on when Rivera gets fired. Is it, what's the day they call after the last Sunday of the season? I think they call that Black Monday. Is that right, Coca? Although it's Black Friday, so it may not be Black Monday, but that's the shopping one. Anyway, there's a day when a lot of coaches get fired at the end of a season. But I believe Rivera should get fired today. And if Josh Harris is listening to this show, I would say this. Given where your franchise is, it is more than reasonable for you to have an interim for three games, just raise a coordinator up, then do a full-fledged search at the end of the season. This is your first big hire in charge of the commanders. This is your most important hire because people are beginning to whisper, it's sort of like Danny without all of the lascivious prurian stuff. Now, it's nice to be separated because you're not doing any of that stuff, but you don't want to be with them in terms of the incompetence that manifested itself on the field. So therefore, this hiring is going to matter. And it's perfectly reasonable to start putting your ducks in a row. Now, maybe you're writing a statement about Ron's great family and how important he was to this organization and what he did over the four seasons to lead, lend credibility to the name of the commanders. Maybe that's what you're working on. Either way, Coke is gonna get it right. Ron Rivera is going to be fired. This could be like a record, which happens. You go through GMs, then you go through managers. Always have to blame somebody. And in the NFL, there's so many bad teams. There's a possibility the Bears coach, they blew that lead. He could get absolutely fired. Belichick with the Patriots. I don't think anyone sees him coaching the Patriots next year. Sala of the Jets for sure is done. That's a lot. Did you watch that Chiefs game? Chiefs-Pats used to be exciting. That's the game that got flexed. That was supposed to be tonight's game, but tonight's game is now Eagles-Seahawks. So the Chiefs-Patriots played yesterday. It was a very compelling, exciting game. I was at the end of my seat all through 10 fingernails. Yeah, not exactly. But the Chiefs did win 27-17. And I must say that when I give you a way to see and I'm wrong, you know I revisit it. I told you on a show, and I don't have the date in front of me because I'm blanking right now, that it was the day of the flex. That Taylor Swift will not be at the Chiefs-Patriots game in week 15. On December 1st, 17 days ago, when the flex happened, I said Swift wouldn't show up. It took about three seconds for me to look at the game and say, oh, she showed up. I guess she has to be there because there's rumors of an engagement. Now, if the NFL is truly paying attention, if the Chiefs happen to win the pennant and make it to Vegas, is there anything greater for ratings, for TV, to have an engagement done either 
pre-Super Bowl or <gasps> on the field if the Chiefs win again? And down goes Kelsey. Out comes Swift with her new ring on the stage when they're getting the trophy. Oh, we've got a lot of possibilities here. Anyway, I got the way to see wrong. All right, we come back. I'm going to review a movie that just dropped on Apple TV, the new Mark Wahlberg, Michelle Moynihan movie. And then we're going to talk about Yamamoto, the Japanese pitcher, where teams are out of their gourds trying to get him. And the things that are being leaked by both sides are quite special. There's meetings galore. There's money flying everywhere. And we're going to talk about it right after the break. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, my name is David Sampson. Thank you very much for joining Matthew Coca and me every day, 8 a.m. live. Thank you on Twitter. A bunch of you sent questions uh, for mailbag episodes. We're going to do two or three mailbag episodes next week. We are giving Coca a week off from Christmas to New Year's. If you're watching and subscribing and spreading the word and downloading, let's finish the year strong. We are a shining star in the Metal Arc universe. We're a shining star in the UTA universe. We're a shining star everywhere other than under my roof and other than in Coca's mind. But given all of that, what we have accomplished here in 2023 has been special, spectacular, humbling. I never dreamt, Port dreamt it, the CBS executive, erstwhile CBS executive, who gave us the opportunity to create a show and Coca said, we're gonna call it nothing personal. And we've been going since October of 2019 and there is no end in sight. Sorry, haters, we're not going anywhere. We're just getting better and bigger and expanding. How I find time to watch a movie every day is something that I am talking to my therapist about because my sleep habits during this year have gotten appreciably worse. I am not sleeping enough and it drives Coca crazy. 
But in the middle of the night on Friday night, because the movie dropped on Friday, I watched The Family Plan. I love Mark Wahlberg. And uh, I don't love his abs because it just makes me so jealous. I don't have six abs, a six pack. I've got one pouch. That's it. Michelle Monaghan is Tom Cruise's wife for Mission Impossible. She was with Jake Gyllenhaal in a movie I love called Source Code, if you haven't seen it. She's been in a bunch of movies that I love. This is a movie about a guy, get this. He's got a wife, he's got three kids, an older kid who's a gamer, then a teenage daughter who's a teenage daughter in high school, and then like a baby who looks like from Tom Selleck and Ted Danson and Steve Gutenberg that she's having a baby. No, that's with Kevin Bacon and uh, Elizabeth Perkins. Not Elizabeth Perkins. Um, oh my God, here it is. I'm having a Monday moment. It's look who's talking. No, three's a crowd. Three's, is this possible, Coca, that this is all happening to me right now? You are, wh hold on. Hi, my name is David Sampson. Three men and a baby. Thank you, Coca. So there's a baby involved. Mark Wahlberg, as it turns out, is not a car salesman. It turns out he's a government assassin. And then Michelle Monaghan is sort of like Jamie Lee Curtis in True Lies, where she says, huh? This is what you do? You line sack of pus? All right, give me a gun. I'll show you what I can do. And all of a sudden, they're partners in assassinating people. And of course, he's found by someone who turns out, spoiler alert, to be his dad, who was his boss. And now his dad wants him dead. He wants his dad dead because he wants to be free. And what do you do? You go to an abandoned building in Vegas where the elevators still work. I don't know when they were last inspected. You put people in an elevator. You start shooting. You do great fight scenes between women. That's a thing now. Maggie Q and Michelle Monaghan go at it. And you got yourself an entertaining movie that is as predictable as me being here tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. Sharp. You will know everything that happens. It's as though you wrote the screenplay. Maybe there's a game that can be invented where a movie is being filmed with A-list stars and we can be doing the entire plot as it's going on. Because we know exactly, all right, now we're gonna get the fight. Oh, he didn't die. He looks like he died, he got shot. But he's gonna come back with a knife. And for whatever reason, every time Mark Wahlberg shoots somebody, they're gonna die, but when they shoot Mark Wahlberg, they all miss. And then when someone's really close to Mark Wahlberg, then they pull out the knife and skip the gun because it's only minute 60. Can't die. Always found that weird. You're really trying to kill someone until you're right up close and then you bring out the knife and try to fight him with your hands and knives. Weird, right? The family plan. Here's when I would watch this. If you're lucky enough to get on a plane this holiday season, or you're waiting for your kids to wake up Christmas morning and you're done packing all the presents, or you're up in the middle of the night just in general, that's when to watch The Family Plan, either in the middle of the night or on an airplane. Mr. Yamamoto has been on an airplane. I'm gonna call him Mr. Yamamoto. He's the 25-year-old Triple Cy Young Award-winning pitcher who is being posted and has till January 6th to sign with the team because there's a limit. Once you're posted, you have to sign. He's negotiating with every team. And every day we get new information. It's fantastic.
fantastic. Steve Cohn took Carlos Mendoza, his new manager, in case of the Mets, you forgot who your manager is. Yes, that's your manager. Took David Stearns, the new president of baseball ops. Way to go. Took Jeremy Hefner, the pitching coach. Flew. Had Yamamoto fly to New York. And they all had dinner together at Steve Cohn's house. But all of the great investigative journalists said they're not at the offer point yet. So I've had many dinners and lunches and meetings with players, free agents who are trying to sign. That's like when someone said with the Yankees and Soto, uh, this is now serious because they've exchanged names. And I laugh with you because we exchange names with teams when we're not serious. You're always exchanging names. It's the first call. Do you think that the New York Mets have not spoken dollars with Yamamoto and his agent? Like they're just gonna, is, you think it's like Jerry Maguire where he's getting interviewed and they're waiting for the facts to come through and the facts come through from Glenn Fry. Ooh, not so good. Oh, it's amazing. I love you, honey. Show me the money. Yeah, that's exactly how it happens in real life. Facts just comes. Wow, I had no idea I was gonna get $300 million. Who would have even thought that? The agent tells the teams, this is where you're gonna have to be because this is who he is. He's better than Cole. He's better than Scherzer. He's younger than both. We've got seven teams involved. Wait a minute, I only hear rumors of six. The mystery team. The agent always has a mystery team because everything else is leaked. And you've got a leak. Of course, you've got the Red Sox stepping up. Craig Breslow, the new baseball ops chief baseball officer. Craig the Yelly, yes, Craig, I respect you. Loved working with you in 2000 and whatever year we played together. But you're feeling pressure. Sam Kennedy comes knocking on your door with John Henry knocking on his door. The transitive property of Knox is John Henry's knocking on your door saying, hey, anything? All I'm reading about are Yankees and Mets, but John, what about the payroll and the luxury tax? No problem, bring them in. All right, Red Sox are involved. Blue Jays, man, we are just mortified that we did not get Otani. We did not get Soto. Let's get Yamamoto. Yankees. We're going to fly to Japan. Then we're going to fly to California. Then we're going to get another meeting because he's back in New York. So let's announce that we're having another meeting today. I've never seen more meetings. What do you want to get to know his great family? You want to really get to know the player. You want to make sure. People are talking about 10 years for a pitcher who's never thrown a pitch at the major league level. But David, don't sully professional baseball in Japan. I'm not. I've been there. I've watched it. I've seen it. There's some really, really good players. I don't care. 10 years for a pitcher doesn't work. And it's not like Yamamoto can be a DH. And then we heard it could be 12 to 13 years. Oh, that's why. Let's give him the 300 that he wants, but let's make him stay for 13 years so we can spread out the tax burden. What about deferrals? Well, I really haven't made much money, so I prefer you to pay me now. Ooh, that's not ideal. The Dodgers, apparently, this is what I heard, offered him 700 million over 13 years, payable 1 million per year for the 13 years, and then 687 payable over the next 13 years. Now, it's just a rumor that came right out of my head at 8.34 a.m. Eastern in the middle of a Nothing Personal episode. That'd be pretty unbelievable, wouldn't it? 
I mean, it's absurd. The entire Yamamoto process has been absurd. The only good news is there's a deadline. And I also know, I did a trade once on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, Coco, we'd have to go back and look. I believe it was the trade with the Boston Red Sox when Hanley Ramirez was acquired and Josh Beckett and Lowell were sent to Boston and we got Annabelle Sanchez and Hanley Ramirez. I believe that deal was done on Thanksgiving Day when I was at a Thanksgiving dinner. I've had, we had an owner who wanted us to work on Hanukkah, Christmas, New Year's, didn't matter, Kwanzaa, Boxing Day, Labor Day, Memorial Day. Hey, we're working. He's working, we're working. But generally, executives like to, shut her down. Baseball team shut down for 10 days at the end of December. Then they come back up at January 2nd and they're getting ready for spring training. I don't believe that Yamamoto wants to, when was it? November 24th of 05. I assume that was a Thursday, though I have no recollection of it being the 24th. But if that day was a Thursday, then that was the Thanksgiving day trade. I was at a place in Boca, I will never forget where I was sitting and where I was then left the table to stand to talk to Larry Lacchino and John Henry on their Thanksgiving. Anyhow, I digress. So I believe Yamamoto is not gonna wait till January 6th to make a decision because teams wanna get this done prior to their break. And it's not as though it could bleed into January 7th. There is an absolute deadline after which he goes back to Japan, which he's not going to do. So this Yamamoto, you better, I don't know, is it emergency episode worthy? I don't think it is. We'll cover it after it happens on the next day's nothing personal. Maybe if it happens on a weekend, we'll come up for 20 minutes or so. Because while Otani did not open the floodgates for any signings, Yamamoto's signing will open the floodgates for the pitcher signings, for Snell, for Montgomery, for the trade of Dylan Cease, maybe the trade of Corbin Burns. And the reason I'm saying that is when you start getting to Christmas and you have been the bridesmaid only for so long, uh, you start, oh my God, I'm cured. Do you smell that, Coca? I smell desperation. That's what happens. So Yamamoto will be the start of a lot. God, did I have a bad week. Bad weekend. My fault. We're 190 and 183 in picks of the day. I took three underdogs. I'm going to start with the first one. I took the Pistons plus 16. I've now lost two games by taking the Pistons against the Sixers. The Sixers won by 69 points each time. Wasn't even close. The Detroit Pistons may never win again. Yet, I believe that what is more meaningful to me is that I stick to my word. And my word was that we are, even if it sacrifices my ability to win the way to see that I finish above 500, my word was that I will take the Pistons every day until they cover or win. One of my picks of the day is the Detroit Pistons that are going to Atlanta, who absolutely stinks. And they're getting 11 and a hook. I mean, that's gotta be enough. So Pistons plus 11 and a half over the Hawks. They are two and 24. Their coach has gotten paid so far $7 million of victory. Not bad though, there's an opportunity to get that down if you're the owner. Then we went into Saturday where I had a true pick in my mind that made a ton of sense. 
The Pittsburgh Steelers have been sullied by Ben Roethlisberger. They were playing a Colts team where I fully expected the Steelers not having been eliminated to come out and not lay an egg. Ugh. Ruined my Saturday. Steelers plus one and a half was a loss. And then yesterday, what was I thinking? Did I really think that Tommy DeVito and his agent were going to be a long-standing story and that all of a sudden it was going to be like storybook? Giants in the playoffs. Giants all the way to the Super Bowl. A DeVito cast. His agent going on Levitard. His agent getting into the Italian Hall of Fame. His agent wearing these great outfits. He's the star, not DeVito. They're both stars. Coming from the Boris school of, hey, it's about me. And then the Giants got whipped by the New Orleans Saints. And that is what an undefeated weekend doesn't look like. Winless. All right. We've got the flex game tonight. Jalen Hurts is playing. We heard he was hurt. Sick. But now he's good. Questionable. Probable. Unlikely. Likely. Where are the Eagles right now? Because the Cowboys lost to the Bills. And while you're all sleeping on the Bills and all thinking the McDermott with his ridiculous, insane motivational talks back in 2019, the question is, what's with McDermott? What's with the Bills? Meanwhile, while you were sleeping, the Bills turn out to be in position to win a division, which is pretty good, especially because all we do is talk about the Dolphins. So as I'm looking at the standings right now, Miami is 10 and four, Buffalo is eight and six. It's not over. But what about the Eagles? 10 and three, Cowboys 10 and four. If the Eagles lose tonight, they are tied with the Cowboys. But if the Eagles win tonight, if they win, that's from Jay Trotter. Eagles over the Seahawks. They're giving three. It's time for the Eagles to fly, hurts or no hurts. A little nugget about that Eagles game. Guess who will not be on the sideline? That famous security guard who's at 14 minutes and counting, really 14 and a half minutes. His name is Dom. They suspended him for being on the sideline for the rest of the season, but said you can come back for the playoffs. That was when uh, Tagliabu wrote Tagliabu. Wow, weird. 4869. That was when Goodell wrote those memos about hey, don't get into arguments if you're not a uniform personnel with uniform personnel, or we're going to really do something to you. Yeah, here's what they did. He can't be on the sideline. All right, something else happened this weekend. And uh, I was sort of surprised by it. Were you aware the Texas Rangers won the World Series? I know you were of that. Remember the Texas Rangers traded for Max Scherzer at the deadline and Mets fans were despondent? And I thought to myself, wow, did the Mets just get Acuna and they got rid of Scherzer only paying part of his salary for a guy who clearly is not who he used to be? And you don't have to be the last one standing in this game of musical chairs. And you turned a crappy season where you had no chance to win into an improved prospect and let someone else take Scherzer. Well, the Rangers took Scherzer. He was of zero help in their playoff run, though we did start a game three in a couple series, even a game seven, I think. Not that great. It was really all about Jordan Montgomery. In any case, it was announced that Max Scherzer is out till June or July. That's half the season. He had surgery for herniated disc. 
How do you think the Rangers are feeling? Montgomery's a free agent. They're the defending champions. The Diamondbacks, who they beat, have helped themselves. People are very thrilled with how the Diamondbacks have helped themselves with Suarez and Rodriguez and re-signing Guriel, which they did this year. A reminder, when you re-sign your own player, you didn't get better. You just spent more to stay the same, like Yankees and Judge. So Scherzer's out, and I just kept thinking about what's going on inside the Mets front office. Because while you don't root for players to hurt, you do root for them not, not to perform because it makes you look better with the trade or with the signing. You definitely don't want to trade someone away and have them shine. Now, publicly, oh, I'm so happy for you. But no, you don't want that. It's normal. And when, you don't ever want a player to get hurt. You don't wish that upon a player. Bad performance is way better than being hurt. On the other hand, back in my days as president, when players would get hurt on teams in our division, I wouldn't cry Argentina because it would be, in my theory, a test of their depth and that would be our best chance to win. So Texas has to figure out what it's gonna do because you can't count on Scherzer. What, he's gonna come back June or July? Here's the talking point that you do when you've got a veteran who misses the first half of the season. You say, hey, you know what, silver lining because this means for October, he's gonna be more fresh. He'll be ready. That's what we always would say. And it really is such horse hockey. It really is, just made it up. There is zero medical proof or baseball analytic proof, zero, that when a veteran's hurt and they come back halfway through the season, that it's a benefit. So meanwhile, the Rangers have to hope that DeGrom somehow comes back from his Tommy John, that Scherzer somehow comes back from his herniated disc, and that all both of them will be there because then they get to say, look at that one-two punch for the postseason to defend our title and become the first team since the Yankees in 98 to 2000 to repeat. Wouldn't that be glorious? We have the all-star game. We're the reigning champions. Then we'd win it again. Be the greatest year in Arlington history. Things never work the way you think they're going to work. Scherzer and DeGrom will not be the one-two pitchers in a postseason rotation for the Texas Rangers. That said, I wish Max well in his recovery. But the Texas Rangers ought to be focusing pretty hard on what to do to bolster their pitching staff. Because assuming that all their injured players are going to come back and they're going to get the type of seasons they had from all the players they got on the offensive side, that's why teams don't repeat because it's hard to repeat greatness. But I like how they hid the Scherzer surgery. What a shock. All right. Oh, that's it. Guess what? We'll be back tomorrow at 8 a.m. It's just business. This is nothing personal.